0: Hawk Nelson has come a long way from letters to the president and live life loud. But is it a good direction? I'm Alex, and this is Play That Back, the Christian Music Podcast. Hey everybody, how's it going? As I said before, this is Play That Back, the Christian Music Podcast. So this week, I wanted to do a band that's really kind of a throwback for me, Hawk Nelson. They've been around since, I think according to Wikipedia, they've been around since 2004. Uh, That's when they put out their first album, Letters to the President, and I was a huge fan. I still am actually a really big fan of a lot of their older stuff you know all the way up through like live life loud is I just really enjoy that Hawk Nelson sound and you know that pop-punk that's one of my favorite genres admittedly Um, and so that's been really cool and so I was really excited when I realized that they were like still a thing Um, I knew they had been I just hadn't thought about it before Um, and I was like okay I'm going to review their latest album, and so their last album came out April 6, and I had heard bits and pieces of them from like around out here in Arizona. They've got Air One. They also have K-Love, but th- those are our Christian music stations, and every once in a while I've, I've heard a couple of their songs, and it's definitely not what they used to be, but I, I wanted to come in here with a bit of a open mind and see... How things had changed and what was what was new with them so we're gonna go into the first song which is no such thing the whole idea behind no such thing is that we can't go so far from God that he can't help us like the chorus says that there's no such thing as hopeless for a believer the first thing that came to my mind as I was listening to this is right after they say no such thing as hopeless for a believer, they use the line, there's no such thing as broken for a redeemer. And that concerns me just a little bit. Um, you know, there's probably going to be people who are like, it was a throwaway line, it doesn't matter. Uh, they might even agree with it. But I don't like the concept of the fact that we don't need god like if we believe in him almost you know if there's no such thing as broken then what is god doing in our lives if like we're not broken in some way and he's helping fix us and so i thought that was weird you know it it almost pushes the idea that we don't have to do anything whatsoever if we want to follow god there's no need for us even to like allow him to change us uh and that's An important part of the Christian life is that we are constantly striving towards growing closer to God. If we're not, then we're not living the Christian life fully and we are not fully following him. But anyways, this song also is really not good. Um, Honestly, I the thing that kind of came to my mind as I was listening to this, is that it would fit virtually any song on a Christian music station out there. Like, it's so so generic. Uh, This could be the afters, it could be for King and Country, Capital Kings. You know, if that's what you like, that's cool. But this, it's not, it's nothing new. You know, the idea that we can't we can't escape God's love is such a common theme, and it almost, it's, it, it just becomes cliched. This song does not give me anything that's, that I haven't heard 10 times before. I would argue that Unspoken actually did this better in their song, Who You Are, you know, when they say you can never fall too far, so fast, so far. That you can't get back when you when you're lost where you are, and that song isn't great by any means. Uh, I work at Chick Fil A and they play it all the time, so maybe that's why that's the first song that came to my head. But this song, it's just not anything interesting. This is also like it's the the sound is so poppy; it almost has like a boy band sounding quality to it, uh, which. I guess has kind of always been Hawk Nelson, but they just sounded a lot like they were trying to be a Christian One Direction, almost, and I don't... I just don't think that that's like a thing that we uh, need in the Christian contemporary music genre. But, like I said, that may just be what they've always been. I don't know. Lyrically, they're a... I, I give this song a two, musically a four. It was really kind of disappointing, and it I will say that it kicked off the album by introducing a lot of the themes that we're going to hear, and like the sound was basically was kind of like a summary of what you were going to hear for the next nine songs. But that's not necessarily a good thing. So the next song is "He Still Does Miracles." The miracles being in parentheses. Uh, This song is also terribly cliched. The lyrics are unimaginative. The themes have very little to offer other than what the, the title is. He still does miracles. And the thing that I have with this, the problem I have with this theme is simply that it's it's nothing that we haven't heard before. I, used, I think I still have a t-shirt that was like a Christian parody of Abercrombie and Fitch. Uh, that said a breadcrumb and fish, and it said he still does miracles. I'm sure some of you have, have seen a shirt like that before. And it's like they're not wrong. Miracles still do happen. But this is the sort of thing that most Christians already know. And it's not going to be converting anybody either. It's just such a generic message. The music is fine, I guess. It's more of the same. Hawk Nelson has really not done very well on this album so far it's it lyrically a one musically a five this album is not off to a good start the third song is called parachute and okay so this song i actually kind of like it's a prayer it's an admittance of guilt the singer asking god to save him because he feels like he's falling and that's not uh that's not bad you know it's Again, it's kind of a cliched theme a little bit, but I thought that this song came across as a little bit more genuine, a little bit more heartfelt. Uh, You know, he says, I'm falling, will you catch me? God, I need you to be my rescue. Uh, Be my parachute. And that's where I think that the analogy struggles a little bit, just from a... uh, Like, this this might be nitpicking, but if God is catching you while you're falling, that's implying that, like, you've tripped or something. Um, Or you're falling from, like, a short distance that you need God to catch you. Whereas if God is being your parachute, first of all, that only slows the fall. That doesn't stop it. And also, you're not using a parachute if you're stumbling, if you're tripping. And so, like, I I can kind of credit them for trying to be a little bit more uh creative with their lyrical content but it doesn't really work uh and i don't i don't think that necessarily works i do think that this song is something of a natural progression from the last song though because like or maybe maybe this one should have been before the the last one uh he still does miracles because you know last song they were singing about how god still does miracles and here the song, the singer is asking for, if not a miracle, he's asking for supernatural help. Uh, I think the lyrics are average, but at this point, it's kind of good for this album. But I think the music is way too monotone during the verses. Like, I only think he goes up and down by maybe four notes, three, four notes. And it it's just not very interesting. You know, the, the uh, chorus picks up a little bit, and I guess... You know, you could argue that if you're singing during a struggle, you're not really in the mood to be crazy. You're just trying to put it out there. But, you know, you have a chance to write a song for a reason. And uh, that was a little annoying. But as it is, I give it a 5 lyrically and a 4 musically. It's fine. It's not great. But, you know, it's definitely not bad for this album. Now, here we have, for the fourth song, we have Weightless. And this makes for four, maybe three if you don't want to count last song, uh, three or four cliched songs out of the four in the album. Like, come on, none of these songs are any different from virtually anything else I could hear from Air One, and Weightless is not any different. This song is about not letting stress and struggles drag you down. It's about relying on God. The thing about this sort of song is that it makes it all sound so easy. And it isn't always so easy to just let everything go. Stress is a real thing. And while we need to trust in God, at least in my experience, it's not as easy as just like surrendering and and then your life is perfect. And as they say in the song, I say no more, no more, wasting a moment worrying about my life. Carried in your love, God, I know I got no burdens dragging me down. I give it all to you and I'm weightless. Uh, I cut a couple lines out, but like that's the general theme of the chorus, and it's not that simple, especially for somebody who like actually struggles with surrendering their life to God. It's an ongoing process. It's not just like this one-time thing where you're just like, all right, God, you got it, and then your your life is like fantastic for the rest of the time. In any case, you know this. This theme is something that you hear all the time on Christian music as well. Like, I, I wish, I really wish that I could hear something a little bit more interesting, original, from Hawk Nelson. They used to be really... You guys used to be cool. Like, they, you know, their music used to be very interesting, and I, I'm not hearing it so far. There's just nothing really profound from, a treat, from the treatment of this already way too common trope. Lyrically a two, musically a four. The fifth song is Never Let You Down, and um, I was thinking when I was writing this, it might have just been Stockholm Syndrome, but this song doesn't seem terrible. It's more cliched themes, this time talking about how, how God will never leave us. And call me crazy, but I think this particular theme could maybe be better could maybe be better handled with a slower, more thoughtful tone, never let you down, is like really upbeat and the tempo is pretty fast for a theme like this. Something that's supposed to be like a real meditation and like contemplation about God's faithfulness, I think could take, I think it would profit from somebody taking a little bit more time with it as far as like how their music is written. In any case though, this is really more of the same as before. It's a little bit better, but it just feels like this album was just written to play on Christian radio stations. And I mean, I get it. It's it's a business, but that doesn't make the music good. Music shouldn't be written specifically because it's the kind of music that sells. It should be something of a actual creative expression of something and this just doesn't, I'm really not feeling it. I give it a 4 lyrically and a 6 musically. Like I said, maybe it's just Stockholm Syndrome I, I, and I just really want to like this, but there it is. It's, this, this song isn't bad. At this point, I'm probably kind of just ranting on the album. Uh, I'll try to save that for the end. So the 6th song is right here with you. And this song is not strong musically when they're not singing the chorus. The music, again, goes between like three notes, um, and it's really not very clever or interesting. The singing, anyways, only goes within like three or four notes. It's just annoying. It almost sounds like he's chanting, like if you've ever been to a, a real, like a, a Catholic mass or something where like they they've done chanting. It almost sounds like he's trying to do like some weird pop version of a chant Um, at least like as far as the writing goes it's just not it's not interesting for this particular song Uh, the song is about an experience with God and how God is right here with us like it's an expression of how like it's an expression of a moment with where you're feeling God particularly, poignantly in your life. But again, like this, this uh, song, it's just nothing new, interesting, or profound added. It it might work fine for like a praise and worship song if it had an acoustic version. It's kind of written that way, but it's, it's not very good to listen to outside of that context. Uh, Lyrically, lyrically like a three, musically a three. I. The seventh song is Never Runs Dry. Now with Never Runs Dry, Hawk Nelson is talking about how God can be found in everything, and how his love is everywhere, helping us. I don't know, the message is fine, if unimaginative, uh, which has kind of been a theme with this album. I just wish they would stop trying to be inspirational, and try being genuine instead. Most, if not all, of these songs have simply been songs about how great God is and how great, like, His help feels and how amazing it is to be His follower. And that's important to remember, and that's an important part of prayer. But for this music, I think that it they really need to do something more than just a song about how great God is, if only because that's not the summation of how people, as Christians even, like, think and act, you know, every moment is not just a constant moment of, of praise, if that makes sense. It's not as if at any point you should be thinking about how God isn't great, but there are experiences in even a Christian life that are not just your praise of God. There are struggles, there are difficulties, and I just wish that even if they were to do this theme, they would just be more creative about it. It's still roughly the same thing that I've found from the uh, other from the other songs and other songs in this genre. It it all just seems so one noted lyrically a two, musically a four. Okay, so the eighth song is "Crooked Lines," and this is a song that is uh, it's sort of a, a look back on past mistakes and seeing how God has used everything in our lives to bring us back to Him. Like even when we have struggled and even when we've fought against Him, He uses things to try to bring us back and to give us a chance to come back to Him. And so this is a little bit better, but this song is still from this perspective of looking back on struggles and having... Like, gotten past them. Why can't we just get a song that actually talks about how you feel while struggling in faith? You know, it's said that Mother Teresa, great uh, missionary, didn't feel God for years, but she believed in Him anyways and continued to pray because she believed in Him, you know, not only emotionally, but intellectually and faithfully. And I think that'd be a far more interesting and beautiful subject for a song than looking back after the struggles and thanking God, although that's a part of it that people sing about that all the time. I'm not saying the song doesn't have its place, but this one is far less powerful if it's the only part of the story we're getting. It's the only part of the story we've gotten with basically the whole album, take away maybe one or two, maybe three songs. Lyrically, a three, musically, a four. It's, It's bad. I I do think this is slightly less insufferable. It's just also cliched. Like, you hear songs like this all the time. I would just like to hear something different. I'm sorry. All right, so now we have the song Close. Uh, Close is about how God is with us even when we are in our darkest and lowest places. And he is extremely close to us, even, quote, closer than the beat of your heart, as the song says. It's kind of funny because uh, when I was writing Crooked Lines, I was so frustrated, and then they, they do come with this song that seems to be an attempt to get a little bit closer into the idea of like what, how it feels when you're not doing great, like in the moment. It still isn't truly the genuine struggle content I'm looking for, but it is closer. That said, while it is better, that doesn't make it original per se. There are some cool lines, especially as they look for analogies to show just how close God is to us. Saying that he's closer than the beat of your heart. They say he's closer than the fears that you fight, closer than the hurt that you hide, closer than the tears you're holding inside. I thought that was kind of interesting. And like some of those uh, analogies are kind of profound that God is willing to always remain close to you and like be a part of and be willing to draw as close to you as possible if you'll allow him to. One thing that I do think is just a tad problematic is that at one point I think it's in the chorus they say that he will never leave your sight and the thing is like I addressed on the last song you know, somebody like Mother Teresa, she couldn't feel God for a long time. C.S. Lewis, in his Screw Tape Letters, says that often God withdraws the good feelings associated with faith to test our faith and to strengthen it. That certainly seems like a case to me of God leaving our sight, so to speak, so that we can follow him in a way that we, like, we know what he wants of us. We just can't feel any of the, you know, the good feelings that come with being a believer sometimes. Overall, I I don't think this. I definitely don't think this is the worst song in the album. Uh, that doesn't mean it's above average, but it's 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 not bad. Uh, I give it musically a five, lyrically a four. Um, it's getting closer, so to speak. Okay, so the last song is "I'd Never Know," and "I'd Never Know" is a song about how the singer is thanking God for using his struggles to bring him closer to God. And I gotta admit, I actually do kind of like this song. The idea is actually uh, pretty good. God often lets bad things happen to good people because without them, we wouldn't be able to grow, especially grow closer to God. This kind of goes back to the um, the song with like um, crooked lines and songs like that where it's talking about how we wouldn't be able to fully appreciate God if we didn't have some understanding of like how badly we struggle sometimes. Which goes back to my issue with the line in the first song, if there's no such thing as broken then how can we fully understand that God wants to fix us and to heal us? That being said, the song is, like even the other good songs on this album, average at best. It doesn't have anything super profound to say. Although it does seem to finally have some idea of how the topic it's covering should be treated, as the song takes like a slightly more subdued approach which fits the content um, and that the lyrics are a little bit more contemplative. Overall, this song wraps up the album uh, probably about as well as it could have. I don't it doesn't really avoid the cliches that fill the rest of the album, but it does at least make it a little less blatant. Um, and this this song genuinely does seem heartfelt, something. Probably only maybe two or three of the other songs could really claim. Uh, lyrically a five, musically a six. It definitely, I would say, probably puts the among the best songs last. Uh, and so that's, that's kind of cool. And so overall, as an album, this was really disappointing. Uh, as I was telling one of my friends um, a little bit earlier, this album just feels like it was written strictly for Christian radio. Like, to be played on Christian radio. And if that's how they've been for the last several years, then that's really unfortunate. I haven't been listening to them, and maybe that was a good thing. But this, uh, this album is just not, there's nothing very, there's very little to be taken from it. And in a lot of ways, it just feels some it can it sometimes feels a little bit hollow and there's there's not a whole lot of new brought to the table whereas like with owl city and my dawson hollow boy of my youth reviews in both of those cases those had songs that when i listened to them initially i wanted to continue to listen to afterwards at no i don't know that there was ever a point listening to this album where i was like i really need to add this song to a playlist or or something And I think that that's really disappointing. Alright, so that is going to probably wrap up uh, this album review. Another shout out just to the composer and performer of my intro and outro music, Jacob Chavez. You can find him at Instagram, at the underscore running underscore violin. Um, And my friend Natalie still hasn't gotten me a page where you can contact her about Uh, art, but she did do my cover art, and so I'll try to get that out as soon as possible. If you have any requests, any thoughts, total disagreements, um, go ahead and shoot me an email at playthatbackpodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And if you are listening on iTunes or anywhere where they accept uh, reviews, please do uh, leave a review leave a rating, um, subscribe, and I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Until then, God bless. See you later, guys.